Welcome to a new feature of the Ingenious Podcast called One Question, Two Tips. We will be interviewing several CPA marketers and leaders at top regional public accounting firms. We'll end the segment with What We're Loving Now. Now here is the host of this podcast series, Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group in St. Paul, Minnesota. Today is Megan Hayes, the marketing director for Haskell and White, one of the largest independently owned accounting firms in Southern California with offices in Orange County and San Diego. Megan started her career in private industries before joining Haskell and White in 2008, and she brings her focus on analytics and results to the firm's variety of marketing programs. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, I'm really excited to be talking with you. I think it'll be a really interesting conversation. So let's get into it. My first question for you today is, please provide two tips for this question. You are one of the top 300 fastest growing accounting firms in the U.S. as ranked by Inside Public Accounting. What are a couple tips you could share about sustaining marketing, even during a period of fast growth? It's such an insightful question right now because we're dealing with so many pressures. You know, we don't have unlimited resources. So it's not like, oh, we're going to be fast growth growth, and we can hire a ton of people because there's this war for talent going on. So it's not like adding a bunch of marketing programs. And so my two tips, really one is I'm focusing on infrastructure of the marketing department. So it'll be my 13th year anniversary next month. And thank you. And I was the first ever marketing director. So I sort of got to build it from the ground up. You know, they had some things in place, but I've been able to redo the website, you know, and other ad um, lead generation programs. And so basically now with this fast growth and there's not a lot of pressure on marketing, you know, in 2008, there was a downturn and public accounting firms had plenty of time to focus on marketing and sales because they just, didn't have as much work, but now they have a ton of work. And so two of the things I did is I, we added a new deal pipeline tool. We had been using sort of a flat file. So it's called a CRM. It's the ABLE product. And I think it's just the perfect fit for us right now to replace that deal pipeline. And we added that in June. So built all the back end for that. And so right now I'm just trying to build more engagement and more users consistently going in there into the program and adding their deals. And we have a pipeline meeting every month. So luckily that has taken off. So we've met that goal of using it as a deal pipeline. Now we need to use some of the other features. The other item was, which is great news. I hired a marketing assistant. I was able, you know, I'm training her. She'll be here three months in October. And it's been a great addition to the team and taking a lot of burden off of me. So on infrastructure, that's that's one of the key things. So would you be willing to share some of the tips beyond, like how are you doing this? Because I'm sure so many of us that manage pipelines or run the pipeline meetings really struggle to get partners to participate or to even like touch a CRM or add their information or even like, say like type in like yeah went to lunch with so-and-so like how do you even do that it's definitely a process but i think one thing is i'm willing to take the burden off of them with the assistant of the marketing assistant and i also have users in their departments in tax and audit that can enter information for them 
if that's right. really how they want to get the information for them, they can delegate it. Unfortunately, you don't get the clear cut information, you know, because if they email me something to enter, usually it takes like three emails back to figure it out. So I'm trying to train them to do this. And the way I've done that is I really like to jump on them with a Zoom. And I really would like it to be one on one rather than group. And they share their screen and they actually walk through and they enter in a couple of examples because you just sort of have to get through that pain point of entering it. Because the first week I started using it, I was like, oh, wow, this is really confusing. But then once you just get used to it, you can bounce around the system. So I'm hoping right. after October 15th, I can put some more focus on that. And then, of course, you know, I remind them before the meeting to enter their items and send them information. So right. that's what I'm doing right now to increase engagement with the CRM. And it's our only system. We don't have the bat, the old system to fall back on. Right. Well, that's and it's good. also easy. It's also a very user friendly system. So, you know, it's not a sales force, which can be it's probably a little bit large for our firm to use like a sales force or something like that. Well, and I say anything that works like baby steps and you're right. I think it is the training aspect. And that's really smart that you're just jumping on like a Zoom just to show them how, you know, easy it, it would be once you're trained on it. Yeah, and they need to actually do it themselves. I keep trying to record videos of me entering the data, but then yeah. it's 20 minutes long because I go down a rabbit hole and enter something else, and I haven't mastered recording that. Like, you know, I, I want a two-minute video showing you how to do X, Y, Z and send it to them, but I feel like the Zoom and doing it live is better. Maybe yeah. I'll master the recording of video. Yeah, the other tip really is priorities and figuring out what's the most important right now. and with so much client expansion work going on, whatever proposal support the professionals need is my top focus. You know, for, coming from a direct marketing background, from what I used to do, you know, generating leads is my passion. Like actually bringing people in the front door that are interested to your firm, that's sort of part of marketing where it's filling the pipeline with those initial targets. And so the web leads, so I actually started in the pandemic, I was taking the incoming calls and calling the web leads to qualify them, which I wasn't doing before, but there was just sort of a shift in personnel and that sort of fell on me. And so I took that on and it really helped me learn about, you know, what the professionals deal with and how to qualify. And so I was referring some leads out and then, you know, putting the ones that fit with us with whichever professional they fit with best. Right. That would actually be a little bit fun, I think. You know, I mean, if you like, I mean, and that's where you came from, you know, your background. Right. Yeah. It was sort of showing it's like more business development than marketing. We don't have a focused business development person. The management team all take on that role individually. Right. So now are you still doing that part of it? The calls have definitely declined. They really, the pandemic, I think, really created a time of change and People felt like they had to act. And so it created an influx of people, you know, searching for CPA firms and calling us. It seems to have leveled off back to normal, you know, levels where we get calls every, you know, once in a while they go to the website and we get about 10 leads a month from our website. And I'd love to increase that, but we need the capacity. And so I just am sort of keeping, you know, the programs we have in place to get that 10 in place. Okay. So from a priority standpoint, I understand that the, the proposals really are key. So 
are you then writing everything for them as well as then using a, a proposal template and um, assisting with any like um, interview or questions to assist them, assist them in that, um, those business development calls or what is your role there? The role is we have some templates in place and I try to draw out a couple of key factors that is key to that prospect and add that into the proposal and make sure that we're covering if it's like a specific RFP that is very custom, you know, then I am really writing it from the templates. I mean, nothing's truly from scratch because we do have a lot of content created already, but then we we just focus on formatting it and trying to hit their points. Um, I feel like we could do a better, I think that is something that everybody could always do a better job in making it more about the prospect than about themselves um, yeah. in our proposals, but that's a focus also. Well, you must be doing something right, especially if you're one of the fastest growing firms. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to move up. I know, um, you know, we, um, there's a lot of acquisition activity in our, you know, that space, that 200 to 300 ring. So I know a lot of firms were acquired and moved and we're still keeping our nimble focus and fitting in with that middle market client right. that needs us to move fast. And, you know, and transactions and IPOs are up this year. So a lot of that fast moving activity has increased. Well, I think your tips are really smart, especially because what you're saying is sometimes it's not always the best thing to be starting a brand new initiative while you're growing so fast. And it's really about, you know, holding and improving what you're already doing is what I'm hearing. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I think that's exactly what I mean. Thank you for paraphrasing mm -hmm. my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I definitely think st taking a step back and taking a breather and just focusing on sort of that organization structure, especially since I have a new person in the department and figuring out how to utilize her effectively is important. Right. I'm thinking she can do that ABLE training for you, that video. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I, I was just thinking that this morning. <laughs> there you go. You can delegate it. That's right. Well, yes. Um, yeah. She's um, yeah, out of college two years now. So much more of a digital native than I am, but definitely I'm very tech savvy. So and, and more so after a year of this pandemic and Zoom and all these platforms. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Well, now is the time for our closing segment of the CPA Influencers podcast called What Are We Loving Now? We asked CPA influencers the question, what are you loving right now? It could be work-related or just something fun or joyful in your life. Well, I thought a lot about this question when you gave it to me in advance, so thank you for that. Um, and I was like, you know, I wanted to say, oh, it's, well, you know, it's going back and re-engaging with people. You know, I'm probably one of those introverted, extrovert type people, maybe a combination, but yeah. really, you know, the, really the reason why I can do that is because um, my daughter drives now. So my youngest daughter drives. We have three cars. We, we got a car for her finally. We were sharing a car. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I am going to be home all the time. Like, just like it was in lockdown because she was constantly bebopping around. So once we were able to get that third car and all of the people in my family have a car, 
then it's like, oh, I can, I, I just have this freedom to choose what I want to do. So definitely reconnecting. I've gone to a bunch of in-person events and reconnecting with people has actually been um, really joyful and fun, you know, because I did take the pandemic very seriously and was like staying at home and working from home. And um, it definitely, it definitely tested our marketing, you know, staying home because all those things in marketing that involve other people went away. So it provided a good testing ground for what worked. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yes, my daughter started driving a little over a year ago, so I completely understand what you mean. Um, there are pros and cons to it. Sometimes I feel like I don't ever see her. Um, it's like I have a, a post-it note right now of things I need to talk to her about when she's not working this weekend. <laughs> yes, so I completely understand, but I do agree with um, getting out and seeing people. It's amazing what that has done. We definitely need our our um, fix with with communicating and seeing people. And Zoom is definitely not the same thing. No, it Zoom is not. I was writing a bunch of notes about that, and you know, it's it's been a challenge. But it definitely you know focused the priorities on marketing and specifically what you had to do. And we grew without having the live events. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out how those fit back into the marketing plan, and you know all those budgets and where you know is that makes the most sense but there's a there's definitely a part of it that just it adds to the ecosystem of public accounting marketing and i think you have to sort of be out there and a lot of my professionals enjoy you know going to events so right yeah yeah i completely agree well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our um, little chat today. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast today, Megan. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the offer.